Welcome to the Coach Bo Knows Podcast on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. You can check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bo Knows Show is the handle. You can check out our Facebook page, search Coach Bo Knows, and you can see us there. Uh, you can also email us at show at gmail.com. Today is episode 7.0. Uh, I'm going to be joined by Kyle Devlin, who is the owner and personal trainer of uh, Better Self Nutrition, and he has a podcast, The Better Self Project. We're going to talk about a lot of subjects here, uh, Kyle and I are. We're going to have, uh, we're going to talk about his podcast, we're going to talk about nutrition and a number of things, just kind of better self-help. And um, I, it's something that Kyle's really, really great at. And it's not a pushy kind of sell you a huge kind of project thing. It's really about building yourself and giving you the tools to be better. Um, I think you'll be impressed. Kyle is great, wonderful, very easygoing. And I hope you enjoy this. So uh, stay tuned and here we go. Hey, welcome in. This is uh, Coach Bo. And- I'm here with a great friend. This is uh, Kyle Devlin. Hey, I've known Kyle for a little while now. He's a, uh, a friend, a client, and it's someone that I respect. Uh, he, he and his partner, um, Pamela, are um, the owners and with better self-nutrition and better self-coaching. Uh, Kyle, let's talk a little about what you do. I, I, I'm fascinated by it. your story. We're going to get into your story as well, but talk a little bit about what you do. Um, I always like to say here on the podcast that we're all coaches. And, and you're definitely a coach, but you're not a coach in a traditional, you know, sideline kind of way. Instead, it's about helping people become their better self. So tell me mm-hmm. about this, how this came up and what you do. Well, I never thought I'd be a coach, but I appreciate that, Brian. That's nice. Yeah, I, I think I'm an educator and I try to help people with practical solutions. But day to day, I'm a personal trainer, so I work with people individually. And I've been really fortunate. I have great clients. I have people that I've worked with for seven, eight years now. So that's what I'm doing day to day. But I also do online remote coaching, as you mentioned, with Better Self. So we're online consultation, online coaching. We help people with nutrition. We add elements of fitness, elements of personal development, mindset, that sort of thing. Well, I wanted to bring you on today because I'm in the middle of doing something you're doing right now on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you reached out to me and you know, you know me long enough. And, and, and I'm at that point. I think a lot of people who are my age, you know, full disclosure, people don't know I'm, oh God, I'm 45. Um, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> so a young man. Yeah. In some ways, absolutely. Um, you know, we've gone through, we, we've come out, we've gone through the COVID and we're still kind of fighting that a little bit, but it's kind of changed our world in a way that, We've all kind of, many people did some great things, stayed at home, got in shape, did a lot of that stuff. Some folks, like yours truly, did the exact opposite. Uh, Stayed home, didn't really take good care of himself, didn't do some things. And then so, and that's a lot where the podcast kind of came from, was saying, hey, I've got to do better. This is a great way for me to get with people who will help inspire me. And if you're inspiring me, you're going to inspire others. So... What I wanted to talk a little bit about was, you know, you have a unique story where you've kind of gone through what I'm going through now. And you started uh, from Dread to Shred, which is Mm -hmm. a 30-day program we're doing. I'm in there, too. 
And I'll yeah. tell you what I like about this. And this is what, what captured me and got me in. It wasn't, Brian, you've got to go work out for an hour every day. Brian, you've got to eat this. You've got to do this. You've got to take these supplements. Um, you mentioned we were off the air talking, and I, and I love this. you got to be 1% better today than you were yesterday. You mentioned that. So if you do that for a year, you're 365% better. Uh, I think it's a great way of looking at it. It's the compounding interest. Um, yeah. But I, I talk about what kind of prompted you to do from Dread to Shred and talk a little bit about that program first. Yeah, absolutely. So from Dread to Shred, I wanted to do something that was kind of a low barrier to entry and kind of a no brainer for people, something fun too. I know people like challenges and I think people tend to do well when there's a light at the end of the tunnel, especially in the beginning, having that 30 day time frame is good for people because it's not too overwhelming. I was doing it for 90 days at the beginning of the year. And I almost feel like that was too long for people. They got a little overwhelmed. And then about a halfway, halfway through that point, people started to fall off and it got a little bit more difficult. I think you need to have sort of a recommitment when you're doing 90 days at, or for any longer period, but 30 days is good. And so far we're having a lot of fun. Guys are great. And we're just trying to tackle things from zero to one, not zero to a hundred, you know, not overwhelm the people and just give them tactical things that they can do on a daily basis, small, easy challenges, things like getting enough sleep, things like getting, you know, one big Mason jar full of water, taking three big, deep diaphragmatic breaths and maybe getting a walk-in, a scheduled walk-in in the week, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So these, this is the thing that attracted me to it was those kind of things. It really was, I think you put this earlier, we were chit-chatting. Um, you want to go from step zero to step one. You know, it's mm-hmm. many times people get a, they decide, oh, I'm, I just, I've got to do better. I've got to get in shape or they have something happen to them medically maybe. And they realize, oh, I got to do this. And it's a difficult thing to look at the mountain, so to speak, and say, hey, I sure. want to be there. And it's difficult to get there. Um, but I love that your situation and your system is one step at a time. And I, I think that's what, you know, kind of attracted me to the dread, dread from dread to shred is yeah. it's the little things. It is the reminder to drink your water. And you gave me the, the Mason jar trick actually on, on my second one today. And we're just nice. yet, which is great. Those are little things that I know, I know I have to do better. But when I get reminders, it helps. Mm-hmm. And it can't be, you have to have some kind of positive way of getting that, receiving that message. Absolutely. I yeah, I try to be the touch point and I automated emails on this challenge just so people are getting that touch point. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't seem like I'm spamming you, but really it's just that subtle reminder. Yeah. And there's this great quote that I really love from Jim Rowan. He says, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. So I do like having these small, easy daily challenges for 30 days, but I think those reminders are key because it's so easy not to do those small things. But I think they are keystone habits, drinking water, getting enough sleep, going for walks is not only great because you're burning calories, but it's good from a meditative therapeutic standpoint. If you're doing it outside, you're getting that new auditory and visual stimulus. So there's a lot of positive ripple effects associated with these small items that we do, you know, being more hydrated, getting more sleep, that's going to help us with our overall energy and, and just being alert throughout the day. And it's good for our hormones, just like walking outside is. So there's hopefully some really positive ripple effects from these really easy to do items. 
I I just the, I like the program because the way we're way you're doing it is because anytime I've ever been in a workout program, whether it's been training in sports when I was younger or as a coach or whatever it's been, it's like you're being told you have to do something. It's just structure and whether it's the you know we see so many things now where trainers are, are selling uh, selling packages with you know different. Um, I'm trying to say, new, different nutrition, you know, different uh, supplements, those sort of things. Sure. And really, the training is there to sell the product. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of those kind of things. Um, but really, what I've seen with what you and Pamela are doing is it really is about building a better person, a better self. And I mm-hmm. really admire that. I've I've seen that now, from knowing you for a couple of years now, and have seen that, and I, I I really have a great admiration for that. Tell me about what kind of got you started. Um, what got you to this point? You're in your in your 30s, now you're 37. Mm-hmm. And you've been training about nine years, you said. So yep. uh, what kind of got you started on this? I mean, if I look at you, and I, and I know you, but if I look at you, I, I think of a personal trainer. I think of someone who's some kind of half-assed, jacked-up dude, <laughs> you know, or a lady who it looks like she was a former athlete. and not that you yeah. don't look athletic, but you're not a bigger man. Sure. And you're someone that's not going to be walking around big and bulky. Tell me about yeah. your situation, where, where you came from, and that, sure. what, what prompted this? Yeah, it's so funny because I used to be in a punk rock band. So a lot of people that I grew up with, they're like, you're a personal trainer now? <laughs> Weren't you the guy rallying against like that when in high school? Uh-huh. Uh, it's funny you know, I was mentioning earlier, I am not a massive guy by any means. I don't take anabolic steroids or anything. I think a lot of times people assume personal trainers, they're all jacked up on steroids and just huge mammoth people in general. And that's true for, to a certain extent. I know for me, the reason I started doing this is because I had a bit of a transformation myself. I just for context, I lost about 60 pounds, 65 pounds. I'm five eleven, just shy of six foot. And so I'm not a massive person by any means. I don't have a super wide frame, but at my heaviest, I was 235, 240, and I lost about 60, 65 pounds. I sit comfortably at about 175. Okay. And I would, I would say I'm probably more athletic than I've ever been in my life now, but I, I got in shape about 10 years ago. I had a, a transformation. I was working a job that I didn't really like. I was really sedentary. I wasn't exercising at all probably drinking a little too much in my late 20s. I was living with three other guys at the time. So I, I just was in a bit of a transitional phase in my life. And I felt like I was floating and I knew I wanted to get in better shape and I wanted to change things for the better. And I just wanted to become a better person in general. So that I was really latching on to things like personal development and self-development. I was reading a lot of books and that was really infiltrating my psyche. And I just didn't know what to do. I didn't have a blueprint. I didn't have a sequence of steps. And so what I would do is I was working out at Gold's Gym. I would go upstairs to their cardio equipment and I would just walk for anywhere between 30 and 45 minutes. And I'd do it for a couple of days and I'd feel great. And then I would miss a couple of days and then I'd get really down on myself and pick myself apart and feel really badly. And then I wouldn't go back for three months. So of course, nothing happened. No body shifts, no body composition change. The vicious um, Yeah, it, a vicious cycle that I think a lot of people can relate to a lot of busy adults. And I was living with one of my best friends at the time. He was having a transformation and he was actually getting certified in personal training as well. And he said, I'm working at this new locally owned gym. I'm working out there. You should come with me. It's really chill. 
the local owners are great guys. So I did, I went with him and I started lifting and I really enjoyed it. I lifted with my good friend and they said, I remember they said one day that they were expanding, they were opening up a new location. And I asked them if they were hiring because I didn't really like my job at the time. So they said, yeah, we're looking for a front desk attendant. So got the job and I would come in. And for the first few months, I noticed that the trainers, some of the trainers, there, very friendly people, average people, normal people, not mammoth bodybuilders either in great shape, but not massive yeah. or, or intimidating. Yeah. So I saw them working out in the middle of the day when it was slow because they would generally train people in the mornings and then in the evenings. And they invited me to come lift with them. And that's when something switched in my brain. That's when I realized, oh, I should be lifting because within four weeks, my body started to change almost radically. And so that's when my body composition really started to change. And that's when the paradigm shifted. And I said, no, my body's malleable, but I just have to do the right things. I have to have the blueprint, the step-by-step process. And so that's what I did. I started lifting and within you know, just shy of a year, I was in the best shape of my life. Wow. Um, now the lifting thing. So I'm in my forties now. And when I was mm-hmm. younger, I lifted a lot. I liked to lift when I was young. Now I don't like mm-hmm. it anymore. Um, <laughs> That's fair. But you know, you talk about that vicious cycle and I think I know I've been caught up in this. I think the listeners will have, have been through this as well is that I think COVID helped well, worked in this with some of us. Um, you know, you can't, you, you, we're busy. We have, you know, we have children and we have poor careers and everything else we're doing. And so it's about trying to find that time. And, you know, we're always busy. We're always on the go. And so you're right. You find this thing where, yeah, I do it for a couple of weeks. Something happens. I don't feel as good about it. Well, I'll just, I won't, I'll skip today. Skipping mm-hmm. today means skipping next week, which turns into, okay. And then you got to start over. Mm-hmm. For that kind of thing. So it is that vicious cycle. Um, sure. When you were talking about the lifting part of it, you and I were just talking and we said something about, you know, I, I was like, you know, I got to do more cardio. But you were kind of like, hey, you got to lift too. Because that's the thing you were saying. It's going to kind of move that. What is sort of the, the physiology of that? I mean, someone, mm-hmm. someone, someone's my age who's heavier like I am. You know, it's almost like in my brain, I guess we've been taught for years that you really should work on the cardio stuff because that burns calories and energy and makes you thinner. And then you could pack on if you wanted to lift. But you're Mm -hmm. saying it's an opposite effect. Tell me a little bit about that, because I think think you're onto something here. And that's what I discovered when I first started having a bit of a transformation was that if I was gaining lean tissue from lifting, that was actually going to help speed up the process and expedite the process of burning body fat. And you're right. A lot of times I had the exact same thought process because I think culturally, that's just something that we think we think we need to lose the body fat first. And then we can start to lift because if we start lifting beforehand, it's going to make us really big and bulky. You know, I think that's the fear for a lot of people, men and women. And it's generally not the case because if you're lifting, you're also burning calories, but you're gaining lean tissue at the same time. So gaining lean tissue is really good for your metabolism overall. And I always tell people, start with the low hanging fruit. If we can start walking, that's a great way to introduce exercise because it's fairly low uh, barrier to entry and not everybody has the capacity to walk. So, you know, you, you just have to do what you can do, but if you can go for walks and you're mobile, 
we can be grateful for that and we can start scheduling in walks. That's step one. And then we might be able to start introducing some strength and resistance training. It's just going to speed up that process of general health. But they've done so many studies too, where they've shown that having lean tissue on your frame is good for your overall health. And it's good from a bone ligament and connective yeah. tissue standpoint. We're just more durable human beings. There's something about humans that are anti-fragile by nature, where when we triumph against adversity and we push past certain plateaus and things, it actually makes us stronger, but not just from a mental standpoint, there is that aspect, but from, like you said, a physiological standpoint. So when we start lifting, we actually expedite that fat loss process faster. It's not just about weight loss. Because a lot of times with people in the gym, I'm trying to pull them away from the steady state cardio machines, like the treadmill, the stair stepper, the uh, elliptical machines. I'm trying to pull them away from just doing those exclusively so that they can start to lift, incorporate that strength and resistance and gain some lean tissue. Because if they're just doing steady state cardio every day, they may just be losing weight, which means they may be losing some lean tissue and that's not okay. great from a metabolic standpoint. Okay. And there's a cap to that because the trap that you'll, it's another cycle that people will get trapped in. They'll do three days a week, 30 minutes on yeah. the elliptical. Yeah. Well then, the, then that they plateau and they have to add more time. So they do four days. Well, you can see how eventually very quickly you run out of this ability to add more time on the elliptical because yeah. we've got become busy the hamster in the wheel. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So lifting can help solve that problem by gaining the lean tissue. You're going to be burning more calories at rest during rest periods. It's good from a metabolic standpoint. It's good from an overall health standpoint, and it just helps speed up that process. Tell me if you had somebody who has never lifted before. Let's mm -hmm. say they were not a, an athlete in high school. They certainly weren't a college athlete. And mm -hmm. they came to you and they said, well, I'm starting with walking there. They're progressing through that. What's the best way for those people to start with lifting? Great question. The first thing I usually have them do is buy a set of really cheap resistance bands. You can get a set of them on Amazon for about 15 to 20 bucks. And they're all the same product. They're all coming from overseas and people just slap their label on it. But that's okay because they're cheap and it's, it's, they're very versatile. You can do a lot of different things with them and I'll send them a playlist of very easy, doable exercises that anybody can do. Even some that people can do from a chair, if they don't have the ability to walk or to get up, they're not mobile, which I've worked with people who are not mobile and they just want to exercise in some capacity. And so that's what I'll have them do. I'll have them buy a set of resistance bands with different resistance types. It usually comes in a bag with a couple of handles. So you can do a lot of different things with them and I'll have them start doing stuff like that. And I have a playlist on my YouTube that has about 22, 23 movements, all okay. beginner movements that people can start to use. And I'm not productizing it, but it's something that I think helps people get started. Okay. And when they start doing that, they start to feel the contraction. They feel their muscles contracting. And that's really what I want them to do. I want them to feel that contraction so that they can gain a little bit of lean tissue. And if they enjoy it, then we can talk about, you know, maybe that transitioning them to a gym setting if they're, if they can, if they have the ability to do so. And some people that I've worked with, with better self, they get to a point where they want to come train with me in person. So I've had a couple of people who start out with online coaching and then they move to in-person training with me, which is nice if, if our schedules allow. <laughs> and, and you do your personal, most of what you're doing is online. 
the stuff you are doing in person, you do that in North Kansas City. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. I train out of North Kansas City. I live in Lawrence okay. and I'm from Kansas City. So I know that city well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I train in a small individual personal training space out of an old uh, movie theater in North Kansas City. Yeah. I'm not in the movie theater, but we're in the same building. So we're in the back in North yeah. Kansas City. So I love it. I love that town. It's just a nice yeah. small town community. A lot of cool local shops around there. I think that's the one of the coolest parts of Kansas City, that little part like Armor Road right in that area. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, and it's it blossoming right now. Me, if you're from Lawrence, it reminds me of Mass Street. Yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah. what I, I kind of like. I like those kind of feels. So um, you mentioned YouTube. Now, do you have a YouTube channel? Uh-huh, I do. Yeah. It's Kyle oh. Devlin Fitness. Kyle Devlin Fitness. We're going we're gonna to make sure we get that in the uh, show notes as well so we can point folks your direction. Excellent. So, yeah. I've got a lot of videos up there. I've got like 500 or something. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, you mentioned, we were talking before we got on, you mentioned, you used a term, and I really like this term, leveling up. And it was sort of the idea of you're walking the stairs one step at a time. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about a little bit about how, you know, when things seem daunting, when the pro- we start a program and we have sort of an end goal, how do you help equate, hey, this isn't just a one big goal. It's really chopping it small steps. Mm-hmm. Can I talk about how you do that or why you think that's so important as well? Sure. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's important to have SMART goals. So usually using the SMART acronym, the yep. specific, measurable, actionable, and uh, in a timely manner. And realistic too. Realistic. I almost forgot the R. Goals is really important. And I really like the idea of reverse engineering your goal, starting with the goal in mind. That's a Stephen Covey. Uh, Wait, adage, I'm pretty sure. I missed you there for a second. Say that again. Stephen Covey, the guy that wrote uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah, people, yeah. One of them is start with the goal in mind and then work yeah. backwards. Oh, okay. So I don't want to claim his ideology. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah. come up with, up with that on my own, but yeah. I like the idea of having a goal in mind and then reverse engineering. Okay. So a lot of times people come to me and they say, well, you know, I just want to feel a little bit better. I want to have a little bit more energy. I want to lose about 15 to 20 pounds. That's pretty common for most of the general population. That's what they're coming to me for. And that's a very doable, attainable goal. I like starting out with that one, not just from a weight loss perspective, because that can be fairly nebulous once somebody does lose a certain amount of weight. And then all of a sudden it's, yeah. it's the, after that, we're thinking of new goals and yeah. we're thinking, oh no, I want to add 50 pounds to my deadlift. I want to get stronger. I want to continue getting better at the art of lifting and better at the practice of exercising, you yeah. know? So the goals, they start out fairly common like that, where people just want to lose a little bit of weight. They don't have many expectations and they don't want to necessarily set themselves up for failure either. But that's something that's very doable. And generally, I'll start with the exact same things that we're doing in From Dread to Shred. I'll start with, okay, well, let's focus on your sleep. Like, how much sleep are you getting right now? And I say, well, you know, usually I don't track it, but, you know, maybe around six hours a night. And I'll say, okay, well, maybe we can shoot for six and a half on average. Can we, can we bump it up just a little bit? And usually that's something that's doable. I know with, I know with people who have small children, that can be a bit of a tough thing sometimes, but for some people, you know, if we just start with that, you know, having a little bit more hydration throughout the day so that they're feeling a little bit more satiated, a little bit more energized. Yeah. 
So I, I think two of the things you've talked in uh, from Dread and Shred about has been hydration and sleep. And mm-hmm. I know I'm one of the people that does not sleep well. I, I go from like, there'll be days where it's like four or five hours, but then I get like the one day where it's like all of a sudden I crash for 10. And that's mm-hmm. just as unhealthy. You know, to, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, yeah, because you feel like you wake up and you feel like, yeah, I'm rested, but I'm lethargic because I haven't done anything for you know, 10, 11 hours. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, what are some of the hints you give people about trying to stay consistent on sleep? So I love talking about sleep. Sleep is like one Let's of the there's it's a force multiplier of health, not just in getting in shape, but in good health overall. It's good for our hormones, getting enough sleep. I didn't really f- start focusing on sleep until about five or six years ago. I started okay. getting better sleep because I was using some of the things that I was learning about better sleep and more consistent sleep. And it really was a bit of a game changer. So one the easy tactic is have a scheduled bedtime. Okay. So that's something that we don't really think about a lot. Usually we've got the alarm set in the morning to wake us up, but we don't have an alarm or some sort of a reminder telling us when to go to bed. And that's when it becomes difficult to go to sleep on time in a consistent way. So if we're sleep in a relatively consistent manner, relatively consistent time, waking up at a relatively consistent time and getting in that sleep cycle where we can get some REM sleep, we can get that deep restorative sleep. That's a good thing to start with. So a bedtime alarm is good. Another thing to have is a very dark and cold room. If you can, people generally sleep better when it's not hot or stuffy in their room. And they've, they've measured this and it's generally between like 65 degrees and 69 degrees. That's the sweet spot for most people. And for some people that might seem really, really cold. I mean, you can always use another blanket if you need to, but generally speaking, that is how people sleep best in a cold atmosphere because your body warms up when you're asleep. It's doing things, it's restoring itself. So another thing you can do is you can use blackout curtains. You can use an eye mask. You can use, um, you can really set yourself up before bed and not watch screens for anywhere between 30 and 60 minutes. You can read instead. You can use a diffuser, you can use um, a box fan, or they even have apps now where you can have this very like atmospheric sounds to help you sleep. Yeah. You know, because I know for me, I'm, I have to have a box fan. I'm a box fan, dude. I've been a box fan, dude. Since I, was a kid. <laughs> I mean, it was when I got married. This has been, you know, 20 years ago now. When I got married, that was something that drove Jen crazy at first was I couldn't sleep without it. Yeah. It's I'm the, the same constant way. noise, just kind of, it kind of lulls you to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And your brain's not focusing on all those little atmospheric sounds outside the cars outside. I remember when I first met Pamela, she had a clock and it would do that ticking at the end of the night and my brain would just focus on it. I can't sleep if there's, you know, if that's happening, my brain will just fixate on it. I got to know about the app thing. Cause you know, I do travel once in a while. I, you know, not last year, but I'll be starting to travel here a little bit soon. Uh, And that's the number one problem I have in hotels. Okay. Just trying to fall asleep. And yeah, you can use the Calm app. It's a meditation app, but yep. they have sounds like I know one of them is like it's raining, very soft, peaceful okay. rain. So okay. it just helps you, same thing, lull you to sleep. So those are great ideas as far as getting enough sleep. But people who don't get enough sleep, they've correlated this with weight gain. So that's something that people don't often think about the fact that their sleep is maybe preventing them from changing their body composition. So if they have goals like that and sleeps out the window, that might be the first thing that they want to address. Is it possible to sleep too much? Oh yeah, absolutely. And you can wake up feeling lethargic. If you're in a position where you're sleeping, 
you know, it's relative for every person, but if you're sleeping 10 to 12 hours a day, you're probably going to feel pretty lethargic or you might just feel amazing. I don't know. There's some, I've heard that there's some actors and actresses that swear by it. They'll sleep for 12 hours a day and who knows, but nobody has that ability, you know, who isn't rich and famous or whatever, but yeah, you can definitely sleep too much. Okay. I have found, like I said, I kind of go in shifts. It's like there'll be two or three days in a row where it's four or five, maybe six hours. And then it's almost like my body collapses in a way. It says, no, 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 yeah. no, no. Tonight you are going to sleep <laughs> for the next 12 yeah, you, hours. You go into sleep debt. That's a real yeah, thing. It really, so you have sleep debt and you got to basically make up for it on yeah. the weekends. And, and, and I hate that because when I wake up from that one, you feel like you're missing things. And two, you wake up and you're, yeah, you've restored your body at the same time. I feel lethargic. I feel tired still. It takes me, longer to get the thing rolling and yeah you know like I'm yeah, not seven to nine hours is the sweet spot and everybody's different seven to nine hours okay yeah that's, that's, that's there's cool. a very tiny percentage of people who can get away with about six there is they've they've done studies and they've concluded that there is a tiny subset of the population that can thrive yeah. on six and just do that all the time yeah. but it's a small percentage of people um I find those sleep stuff fascinating. I do. I, yeah. Like yeah. I'm listening I, to a book right now called why we sleep and it's really interesting. They talk about dreams, the, some of the brain chemical and chemistry stuff associated with sleep. Well, it's, it's a big that. deal. Sleep is something that I think people neglect, but it's a huge force multiplier when it comes to overall health. All right. I love it. I love it. I think it's, I think it is one of the most overlooked things. And I can tell you in my personal life, when I've had those things where I don't sleep well, it affects my health. Oh, yeah. I mean, just yeah. overall, you just don't feel well. You don't perform well, that kind of thing. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up because we don't think well, too. We don't yeah. we make we make mistakes cognitively. Yeah. Um, talk about nutrition for a minute. You know, this is something sure. where, you know. This is an area for myself, I need to do better. And, you know, I'm starting to work on that. Um, you know, with full disclosure at our home, my wife has gone through an tr- incredible transition in the past maybe a year where she's lost a ton of weight. I, I've never known her as thin as she is now. And I've known her since we were 16 years old. So, um, but it's been a lot of nutrition. It's been a lot of working out. She found a mm-hmm. hobby. Her thing was tennis now. She was playing tennis. So nice. everything, all her workouts now work her toward being a better tennis player. That's awesome. Um, you know, the thing she was telling me, which is, well, you like to play golf. Well, make yours golf related, which is a really good thought. Yeah. And uh, I think the only reason I've been resistant because my wife telling me to do it and no husband was <laughs> listening to his wife. Um, so yeah, it's a gimmick. She's going to hear this and slap me later. Uh, <laughs> I'll do, and, I, and I deserve it. So that's true. Um, but talk about like the nutrition part of it where, where is it the what are the entry levels on mm-hmm. nutrition yeah great question and you can make a big difference just making dietary changes and nutritional changes you really can you know if if you know for me personally when i was losing body fat when i was losing weight i lost 60 pounds I could have made a big change, just changing some of my dietary stuff. And I did while I was lifting. It's not just all about lifting. I'm kind of, I'm a big advocate of lifting just for the lean tissue aspect of it, but you can get a lot done nutritionally. And some of the easy zero to one core tenants are things like, let's figure out a way to systematically get in 
the the big four, which are fruits, veggies, lean protein, and whole grains. And if you talk to any nutritionist, they're probably going to say some variation of that. Like, let's figure out a way to get those four elements in. And so I try to make it very, very approachable, very easy for people, very doable and practical. I often tell people one ingredient foods, that's what you're shooting for. So broccoli is broccoli. Grilled chicken is grilled chicken, that sort of thing. So if we can get more one ingredient food items into our day, then that's a huge win. And one way I'll do it is I try to systematically get a fruit and a veggie in. And I know a lot of people are probably shaking their heads, rolling their eyes going, yeah, no duh. Like, of course we need to get fruits and veggies into our day. But what does that mean exactly? Well, the first thing I would tell somebody is, okay, what's your favorite fruit? Well, can we start eating that once a day? You know, And for me, I'll take a banana with me to work. I like bananas. I like apples. I I like mixed berries. I'm kind of partial to those three. So I try to always have those things stocked, not in a way where a lot of them are going to go bad, but I try to systematically eat them and choose them throughout the day. I'm kind of on the go. I'm on my feet a lot when I'm training in person. Sure. So I'll take a banana with me. Easy to eat. It's not a ton of calories. It's not even all that satiating really. It's just something added that I can eat quickly. It's a mid-morning snack. Same thing with mixed berries. You get a lot of mixed berries for very low calorie. So I'll do 10 ounces of mixed berries and it's 88 calories, I think, 90 calories. I'll eat a medium-sized apple. That's 90 calories too. You know, a big apple might be hundred calories, not very much. So I'll try to systematically do that. And then you just try to keep the streak alive. You try to make it obvious, make it satisfying, make it easy, make it, you know, obvious. And so I'll throw a banana in my bag every time I leave to go to Kansas city. And I do the same thing with vegetables too. So Pamela and I, one easy trick that we do is we cut up bell peppers as soon as we get them. So I like bell peppers on my plate. It just adds a little bit of color, a little bit of that freshness on the, the dinner plate. So she'll, she'll make dinner or I'll help her make dinner or I'll make dinner. And we'll literally just reach in some Tupperware, grab, you know, anywhere between like two to three ounces of cut up bell peppers. And we'll just throw it on the plate. And sometimes it mixes up with rice. Sometimes it mixes up with quinoa. Sometimes I'm just eating it plain, you know, just chopped up. And that's a systematic way to get fruits and veggies in. Okay. Not too difficult. What would you say to the pickiest of pick of the eaters? Uh, I know some people and I've been there myself where it's like, well, I like what I like and they don't find new things. Uh, And so maybe they're resistant to fruits and vegetables and that sort of thing. How do you get those people, you know, what are the, what are the step zero to one for those people? Sure. So I'll have them track their food just to give me a loose idea of what they are consuming day to day. So I know what they like, because I want to tailor it to them, the individual. I don't want to just hand them a meal plan because if they're allergic or they don't like it, then it's just, it's dead in the water. There's no point. I'm not a good coach at that point. So just handing somebody a meal plan is fairly useless because somebody can follow it for a couple of days. And then they're like, Oh, I actually hate Brussels sprouts. So I don't know why you put Brussels sprouts on my meal plan (laughs) or I'm allergic to green beans. I can't have those. And I think that's something that, I think a lot of people in a situation like mine have dealt with. You get the quote unquote meal plan. Well, any asshole can make you a meal plan. Oh, yeah. I can go and <laughs> Google that shit and find a thousand of them. But yep. really, how do I expect that I'm going to eat this? Or how do I expect yeah. that I'm going to make that entry? So, yeah. So we figure out what they like. So if a lot of guys that I work with, they're meat and potatoes. They grew up in the yeah. Midwest. Sure. You know, so I'll say, okay, well, let's, ha- let's keep your meat and potatoes because there's nothing inherently unhealthy about meat and potatoes. you got a veggie, you got a starch, you know, it's a carb carbohydrate source. So there's one gram 
or for every one gram, it's four calories, not the worst thing in the world. And then you've got a lean steak. Let's just say they, you know, they eat beef a lot. Okay. Well, can we do a leaner cut of beef? And instead of maybe instead of butter, we use like a, a butter substitute or maybe a little bit of olive oil instead, or instead of sour cream, we use Greek yogurt. Can we try that out? Because there's yeah. a little bit of tang. And what's great about Greek yogurt is it tastes a lot like sour cream, especially when you use it that way, yeah. but it's lower calorie and they sneak a little bit of protein in it. So if we can find that and they try it out and they go, oh man, I actually like the Greek yogurt better. You know, that consistency yeah. is just a little bit better. It's a little bit tangier. It just gives it a little different flavor that I'm used to. Yeah. Win-win right there. Okay. Easy hack. You know, we don't necessarily have to completely uproot their entire eating protocol. We just change one tiny thing, you know, and some, for some people they'll say, well, you know, I, I don't have time in the morning to eat breakfast. Okay. Let's, let's nix breakfast. We don't have to, it's not the most important meal of the day. It's relative. So maybe we can do intermittent fasting with you and then have your first big meal be a lunch item yeah. and then go from there. So I, I try to find easy shortcuts and hacks for people. You know, if they only have, there was a period of time where I worked at Cerner in Kansas city and the only thing I had available was a microwave. So what do you do if you only have a microwave and you don't have a stove to make, yeah. you got to figure it out. Right. So there's ways to get around it. I love the fact that it's not, this is our meal plan. This is what we do. I love that. It's different for each person and unique, you know, that you just, you just mentioned, you mentioned the buzzword there intermediate fasting. So I'm going to go into that with you here in a second. I love yeah. that. It's not just one thing. Here's what we do. Here's what you need to do to be healthy. It's again, yeah. taking what's worked with what works for the individual. Uh, let's talk about intermediate fasting. I've heard positives and negatives to it. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is something that for someone like me, I'm kind of that same guy. I am not really a breakfast person, but I like my lunch and I like my dinner. So I've yeah. talked about, thought about doing that. Tell me a little bit more about that. People have probably heard mm -hmm. the buzzwords of it. Sure. Your thoughts on it. Yeah, I like interesting for some people. It's not magic. It's not going to work for everybody. But really, at the heart of what it is, this means that you're foregoing eating for a specific period of time. Generally speaking, they talk about how intermittent fasting is the 16, eight protocol. So you're fasting for 16 hours and then you have an eight hour eating window. Yeah. So a really easy example is you start eating at noon, you stop eating at 8 PM. Yeah. And the reason it's helpful for a lot of people is because it prevents people from over consuming calories, which is what makes us gain weight in the first place. The only reason we gain or lose weight is because we're either uh, consuming too many calories and not burning enough or the opposite when we're losing. Now it's not as simple as that. There's a lot of other things and components that go into that. So yeah. it's not as simple as just eat less, move more. There's a lot of other psychology at play. There's, you know, not every calorie is created equal because there's macronutrients, there's protein, carbs, and fats, but at the heart of intermittent fasting, the reason I like it is because a lot of times I've had people say that at eight o'clock, they think the kitchen is closed. They just think Ooh. that in their mind, yeah. which means they're not necessarily mindlessly snacking at night, which may involve going over on their calorie count. If they're, you know, if somebody is trying to just maintain their weight at 2,800 calories, which is a decent amount of food, they may not necessarily want to have an eating window where they're eating from eight to 11 until bedtime. And, you know, maybe they've got a bag of pretzels and it's not an individual portion. So their hand just keeps going into that bag. Yeah. Well, that's going to add up and then slowly, but surely, 
you know, you'll gain 10 pounds in a year or 20 pounds in a year. So I like intermittent fasting for that reason. It's great for people who don't really love eating breakfast and eating breakfast feels like a chore or that they're forcing it. And it's just a nice parameter, a healthy, easy parameter for people. And you're not necessarily starving yourself if you're only fasting for 16 hours because eight, you know, seven to eight, nine hours of those are sleep. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, um, Okay. I, I, so it works I, for some people. It doesn't work for everybody. No, I, I think you, you have to be strict about it, from what I understand, too. Because if you if you veer off the path in the middle, it's just going to be worth to make it worse. It can be. You know, I think some people can have a loose regimen with it. You could even you could even modify it and do a 10 hour eating window where you're doing 14 hours of fasting and then 10 hours of, of eating, that's completely fine. But at the end of the day, it's just going to prevent people from over consuming. If that's something that they're working on. I like the idea of the kitchen is closed. I like yeah. That. I like that. That's good. Um, Kyle, we have been on for a little while now. I appreciate it. I'm learning a lot today. Um, yeah, man. I have, I, I, first of all, let's talk about how people get in touch with you. We're going to put mm-hmm. these in the show notes, but betterselfnutrition.com. Mm-hmm. That's our website. Your email, your email address there. Yeah, our email is better self nutrition. <clears throat> excuse me, better self nutrition at Gmail. Okay. And anybody can email us anytime. We always answer questions. Okay. We're really active on Instagram as well. So we're at better self nutrition. We've got a lot of really easy, digestible, digestible infographics on there and helpful videos and things. We really try to just provide as much free value as we possibly Excellent. can for people Excellent. and give them tactical tips and practical things. And yeah, we're going to get there. We'll, we'll make sure that the show gets to following you as well. And we'll get you we'll get to that, get that shared as well. Um, amen. Uh, all right. I do ask three kind of fun, goofy questions to any interviews. I've missed this last couple of weeks. So I'm going to get you back to this. <laughs> um, okay. I'm ready for it. All right. First one, if you could be the best in the world at any one thing, what would it be? Oh man. The best in the world. The absolute best in one thing. This might sound kind of corny, but it's the first thing that comes to mind, but it would be teaching people to be accepting of who they are. Excellent. If I could do that, I would be greatly fulfilled. And that's generally what I'm trying to do. Most of the time, I'm trying to help people become accepting of who they are Okay. because at the end of the day, life is short. We should be accepting of who we are. We're all individuals. Special in our own ways, and we all have unique capabilities and talents. And yeah, I think if we have genuine and true intentions and we're trying to make the world a better place, then we should at the very least be accepting of ourselves. That's awesome. Uh, the next question is again, these are kind of goofy. If you could have any celebrity as your best friend, who would it be? <laughs> so the person you got to interact with almost every day. What celebrity? Oh, man. Celebrity that's changed as I've gotten older. I, I, you, I would have said at one point, I would have said at one point, Billy Joe Armstrong, the singer of green day. Yeah. And that'd be a pretty good choice. Yeah. I think he's fairly wise. I've seen so many interviews with him and he, he's the singer of my favorite band and he's the main songwriter. So I think it'd be fun to talk to him about music and things, but I think these days, honestly, it's, uh, I hope I don't regret saying this at some point, but I'm a huge Tim Ferriss fan. Okay. So I would love to be able to spitball things off of Tim Ferriss. He has a podcast for people that don't know who Tim Ferriss is. He's written a bunch of books 
he is just brilliant. I love the way he thinks. I love the way he operates. So I would love to just chat with him and bounce ideas off of him. All right. Last one. What would be your superpower? If you could have superpower, a superpower, what would it be? Oh, man. Superpower. It's going to sound really cliche, but I would love to fly. I have this yeah, recurring where I'm flying and it's more like I'm floating. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't necessarily think I would want to fly like Superman, but it would be nice if I could just do gigantic leaps off of <laughs> gigantic hills and things and then slowly just slowly come to the ground. Just have a very like moon landing. I think I think flying is the number one thing people have said so far. <laughs> I don't know why. I think that would be fun. I somebody asked me that and I said I would do like uh like Batman said in the Justice League, what's your superpower? And he says, I'm rich. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a bad superpower either, really. Uh, Hey, hey, tell me about real quick your podcast. You've got a podcast as well. Yeah. The Better Self Project podcast. And where we find that? We have a podcast. We're up to, I believe, 43 episodes now. And it coincides with our business nicely. We wanted to have something that was easily digestible. So we try to keep them under 20 minutes. They're very short. But it's the same thing that we're talking about here. Very zero to one type tactics. And we try to just help people level up in their own lives, whether that be with nutrition, fitness, mindset, personal development. We we try to talk to people like us who are maybe in their thirties or forties that have kids that are busy and we, we want to make life easier for them. So that's what the better self project is. And it's all under the guise of leveling up in those areas, but we're, we're talking about expanding and maybe doing some interviews and things like that. So, but we, we have a lot of fun with it. We try to keep it very information packed too. Those are the types of podcasts that I like to listen to the ones that are, that are packed with good value and uh like yours and we we do a good job of or we try to do a good job of editing them so that like all of it's right there in those episodes that's awesome well we're definitely gonna and we can find that anywhere we get podcasts apple Podcasts, yeah google apple spotify all those things we're gonna make sure we share that out as well i this is like i try like what i'm trying to do here is build a community you know, I want the Love Coach it. Bob podcast to be um, two things. I want this podcast, the Monday shows like we're doing. I want this to be that informational piece to learn something, to get better at something. And then I want Friday to kind of be like happy hour. And that's what the point five pod is about. So I think you said it best. You like your podcast where you get information. When I was doing my research on how to best do a podcast, that's what I was hearing was I was hearing some people like, you know, short information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard some people want to be want to be inspired, and then I heard some people just like to listen to goofy shit. Mm-hmm. And oh, so yeah. I wanted to find a way to capture all three of those because I think they also kind of all fit my personality. Yeah, absolutely. So like, well, that's how do great. I do this, and so that's what I decided to do, and that's why we have people will ask me. Well, I don't. Everybody tells me they like one or the other, mm-hmm. like Monday or they like Friday. Every one okay. of my friends who have told me they they prefer one or the other. Um, a couple of my buddies are like, I prefer Friday. Couple, most people prefer Monday, which I think is cool. I yeah. think the people that refer that if you prefer Monday, that's what I really want. Friday's yeah. more for me to just be an opinionated asshole about <laughs> and then come on and be goofy and talk about football. Both so, are fun. I love it. That's yeah, smart. So it 
yeah, it's about, I have the platform now. I mean, and, you know, I'm lucky that, you know, Tyler Jones asked me to be on the, on the network with him. And it's like, Hey, I'll, I'll do this. And so that was kind of our research and development of our show. So yeah, um, we're definitely going to give, definitely going to get you some more people over there. It's a better self project. Kyle, thank you for the time today. Uh, we're going to get in the show notes. We're going to have your email, your website, everything, YouTube channel. Folks, if you don't know Kyle, or if you want to get to know him, if you've heard something here you liked, reach out to Kyle. Highly suggested. I think the thing I've been most impressed with me in the time I've known you, Kyle, is the, the way that you carry yourself and the way that it's very unintrusive how you do your training and how you do it's how you hold yourself and carry yourself. I think it's like an uncertain intensity of trainers that can be a turnoff to some people. And I see the direct opposite of that with you. And I think that's so great for so many people that need help. So that's well, why thanks, I wanted sir. to bring you in. Thank you so much today for coming and doing it. I appreciate it. it. I'm grateful yeah. to be on. I'm honored. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you. And uh, we will chat with you again real soon. I hope you enjoyed the interview with uh, Kyle. I think Kyle Devlin is just a super guy. You know, it's been my experience through life that most um, trainers, uh, personal trainers, are these jack guys, you know, and, and ladies certainly, uh, but they're usually, they're ex-college athletes or they've, you know, studied, you know, the physiology stuff. And, and, and a lot of times it's just guys who, they have that mentality already of, you know, everything being power and physical. And, you know, a lot of times it's a daunting task to work with a trainer because it's like a complete and utter change of your life. Uh, not just, you know, going to the gym every day or every three times a week or however. One of the things I really admire about Kyle is just his very easygoing way of doing things. And I just I just think that that's awesome how he does some things there. A couple of things that I got out of this, and I hope you check this out. I, hope you, I love the term leveling up. You know, we talk so much about when we're doing changes in our life or building new lifestyles and new habits. We want to lose weight. God knows I've been dealing with that all my adult life. And I said, I want to lose 50 pounds. And, but you can't lose the first five. You know, and I think Kyle put it well. It's leveling up. It's saying, hey, don't make the goal 50. Make the goal five. And then make a second goal for five. In the end, you're going to get where you want to get to a little easier. So I think that was really great. If you have a chance, I highly recommend that. Uh, just leveling up, I think, is a great way of putting it. I love the pieces on sleep. I am someone who has got to be the weirdest sleeper ever. Uh, as a 45-year-old man, I still sleep with the fan on every night. It drives my wife crazy sometimes. Um, I kind of go through these phases of four hours, five hours, and then you have the catch-up day where it's 12 hours of sleep which is horrible for me, and I know that. It's one of those things I've got to get better on in my life. Uh, Kyle helped kind of inspire a lot of those changes. I'm doing the from dread to shred right now, and I'm really enjoying that. So uh, check out their Facebook page as well. Um, I'm going to put in the show notes everything you need to know. Kyle Devlin on YouTube. There'll be the link in there. He has over 500 quick little videos. Um Definitely check out Kyle and Pamela's uh, podcast, The Better Self Project. They're really short podcasts. If you're already listening to me and you know I'm having these, you know, hour, hour and a half long pods, theirs are like 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 14 minutes. It's a great listen. 
I definitely recommend you go subscribe to them. So check out the Better Self Project podcast. Uh, you can get that anywhere you get your podcast. Same place you got my podcast, you can get theirs. Whether it's Apple, Google, anywhere. So get that, check that out. Uh, check out Kyle's website, betterselfnutrition.com. Uh, you can get a hold of Kyle directly. If you want to learn more about his services, some of the things he can do, betterselfnutrition at gmail.com. You can go to their website, click a contact button there as well, just as easy. I tell you, I recommend him. I think he's just as easy going. If you're someone who's like me, really had some issues over time and thinking, I want to make some changes, this is a really kind of, I don't want to say an easy way because nothing's easy, but it's a softer way. It's a less intense way of really moving forward and not having someone barking orders at you. I, I, they're great resources, both Kyle and Pamela. I think the world of both of them. And, and I love the quote he had. He was something he, had, he uh, read as well. I've heard this before. You know, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. And I know that's something that, man, I... It's so easy that you've got to remember that. You know, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. So get up and do it. So huge thanks to Kyle for joining us today on the Coach Bono's show. Hey, I've got one thing I want to ask you folks. If you're subscribing, if you're listening, if you're getting anything out of the Coach Bono's podcast, first off, I appreciate every one of you. If you've been listening, if you've given me feedback, if you said, hey, Bo, your show, your show sucks, I appreciate you too. But hey, what I really need some help. If you're listening, go into your app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is, and rate us. Rate us and review us. I don't care what the review says. It doesn't matter. But the rating really helps us. It boosts us up on the ratings. People can see more of it. And that's really what we're trying to do is reach out to more people. So do that for me. I would be so grateful. And if you do that, Send me, a, 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 send me an email. Send me something that says, hey, I want to let you know I reviewed you. I rated you five stars. Please give us five stars. If you give us four stars, as Bomani Jones says, I'm inclined to believe you're going to be you're a hater. But, hey, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank, big shout-out to Tyler Jones, everyone at, at, uh, at Studio Soapbox for all you do behind the scenes. Believe me, guys, it's not just me hitting a record button. There's a lot of work that's done, and Tyler's the one cleaning up a lot of stuff. So thank you, Tyler, for everything you're doing. Most importantly, I want to thank you, the listener. Um, you know, I started doing this because I wanted to get in front of people. I wanted to inspire myself as much as anything else. And I'm really getting some great feedback, and I really appreciate it. Even if it's something you think we need to improve on, let me know. I really want that feedback. I really, really believe that. And I really want to hear it. Uh, don't forget, like I said, rate us, review us, everything there. We appreciate every five-star rating. Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. I want you to have a great week, and let's all get better together. Thanks. Thanks.